That's right, everybody. You know what that song means. We're talking about the newly released film Glass by M. Night Shyamalan. This may be the soonest we've reviewed a movie after it's come out. Probably. Also, that doesn't sound like it should belong in a movie like that. It sounds real, like, kind of 90s hip-hop-ish. <laughs> well, the Unbreakable film did come out in 99. Actually, no, wait. No. That was, uh, what do you call it that came out in 99? Uh, what? Si- uh, Sixth Sense. No. Oh, no. No, 2000. My bad. There we go. Oh, God, yeah, 2000. Because they were saying, yeah, that's right, 15. Uh, so, yeah. 2000, uh, Unbreakable came out. And then it wasn't until... God damn it. And then it wasn't Sorry. until uh, 17 years later that Split finally came out. Damn, Which, that's spoilers... Crazy. That's a long gap. Yes, well, because you could... God damn it! It's the fucking Twitch thing, dude. Relax. Fucking mute your shit. Uh, so, well, too late now. The, well, he, he started having bombs and uh, I guess could never, get the, could never get the funding until... Uh, a nice man by the name of Jason Blum from Blumhouse uh, said, you know what, hey, uh, I'll tell you what, here's this little movie you can make called The Visit, and then it started getting uh, some praise. It's like, here, too, I'll give you a couple more million, and then you can do this thing with James McAvoy. So he's like, all right. And then Split came out, and it was fucking cool. And then at the very end, the twist of Split, if you want to call it more of a twist or kind of a revelation, um, we see like a diner camera's going through the diner, the news is playing, like, uh, such and such person uh, was escaped from police, uh, he's calling himself, or he's being called the Horde, and then some chick's like, this this reminds me of what happened all those years ago, when that one guy in the wheelchair, he had a funny name too, what was it? And then the camera's moving past, and we see Bruce Willis, and he goes, Mr. Glass, and then we all realized, holy shit, this is a sequel to Unbreakable. Uh, yeah, that's right. And full disclosure, never seen any of these movies. Uh, right. But you you know who Mr. Glass is. You know who that Bruce Willis was. You know, it's like a comic kind of thing, like in the most realistically based superheroes I've seen on screen. I yeah, that I well, except for the Beast. I mean, he climbs walls and shit, right? That's not right. But it's well, it's in this movie they kind of explain it in a way that would kind of make sense, but. It's realistic in the sense that he doesn't like do it a lot. He does it pretty much every time he comes out. This personality comes out, but it's I don't know. It's he's not like climbing around walls, jumping off and fighting, and then jumping back on the wall. It's just kind of more of a display of power thing. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say like commercial. Well, in the commercials, that's all they showed. So I just well, because that's the you know that's what that dude does. Shit. Mm. Uh, so so since since I have not seen it. Yes. Would you like to go over a little bit of the first one? I'll do really quick. Um, so basically, Unbreakable is about uh, Bruce Willis's character named David Dunn. In the beginning of the film, he's on a, a train, and the train derails. And everybody on board dies, except for him. And he miraculously has no scratches, no bruises, no broken bones, nothing. He's perfectly fine. Um... A couple stories get written, like, oh, a sole miraculous survivor or whatever. And um, Samuel L. Jackson's character, uh, name is uh, Elijah, or known as Mr. Glass, because he has brittle, he has a disease. It's commonly referred to as brittle bones. So 
That's he takes the, a- that's the one scene that I've actually seen in that movie was uh, <clears throat> it was on TV. I didn't realize what movie I was watching, but it yeah. was like a little black kid who wanted to go on this roller coaster. The one that is like a half egg that you sit inside and it spins around while it moves around. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Mommy, I want to go on that ride." And she's like, "You can't go on that ride." And I didn't get why, because I, again, I it was just like I went over to my mom's and it was on TV, uh-huh. and then. Uh, he sits in there and he, but he gets all these stuffed animals. He puts it like on the back of his head, his side on the other side, like behind his legs. And then uh, I was like, all right. And then he starts like going around having fun. But then, you know, that ride gets faster and one of them slips and he like hits his arm and you hear like a crack and he starts screaming and then crack because all the animals start moving and he just starts breaking everything. And then the mom realizes like, oh, he must be on the ride. So they stop it and he's just like crying because like every bone he's like broken. I was like, what the fuck is this? And when did you see that? Long ass time ago. I just went over my mom's one time randomly. It was this like years, like maybe a year you, or two after it came. You know out, what? Whenever it was on TV, you know huh? That may you may have that may be one of the things where it was it was it like a basic t like a TNT or something. I'm assuming so. Not like yeah, not TV, yeah. TV but like uh, because cable TV. I just rewatched Unbreakable, and that scene was not in that movie. So you know, sometimes for time, really? yes, for time. uh they have to kind of like in in uh, happy in Billy Madison. There's a scene that's not in the theatrical version, but it's on the TV version for some reason. Like where they're playing baseball. So uh, I, yeah, I, I don't I, remember that. I guess because there's scenes where they have to edit it out for time, but then to make up the full two hours, they have to kind of put deleted scenes in. It's like a TV edit. That's probably what you saw because that scene is not in the original cut, but that scene, however, is in Glass. Oh really? Yeah, there there's a couple deleted scenes from Unbreakable that he put into Glass. So it's stuff I had oh. never seen before. Huh? Yeah, no, I, I saw that a long time ago on TV. Because then he, yeah. the mom runs around the egg thing, and he's laying there crying, and he's just like all laying there, all you know, arms all fucked up and shit. And then, yeah, because it was when he was telling somebody about what's wrong with him. Because then I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah, like, I just watched the, the Blu-ray on Monday, and it was not in that. Wow. Okay. Um, Interesting, but yeah, something that's uh, important to note though is that originally, um, James McAvoy's character Kevin Wendell Crumb is his. Well, he's split personalities, but the original personality is Kevin Wendell Crumb. Uh, he was. It was. He was supposed to be in. In yes, they were all in Unbreakable. But for time, wow. or it was just too cluttered for whatever reason, he got cut. Hey, I think that works out though because. James McAvoy is a good actor, so I mean, and, and they wouldn't because chances are they would have had to have, yeah, chances are they would have had somebody else in that role. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'm glad they waited. Yeah, oh, God damn it. Well, around that time, <laughs> he would have been about as old as James McAvoy is now. I mean, I guess, but I mean, Spider Man One didn't. He didn't really get Spider Man fame until 2001 when he came out. Well, he was in I mean. a couple movies before that. Uh, Pleasantville or whatever. Uh, well, yeah, fuck yeah. And the Cider House Rules. Uh, is that before? Never saw it. I didn't either, I but know. I know of. I know of it. Um, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, in the movie Unbreakable, Sam Jackson's character is like super into comic books, and he like owns a comic book shop that he sells like original art from comics or whatever, like the pencils and stuff. He knows all oh, about okay. it. He's obsessed with it. And he believes that comics are a continuation of things like from the past that people spoke about like uh people with incredible gifts that just kind of the stories continued on in comic book form because they 
put a big slap of paint on it and made it about costumes or whatever, but the basis of a lot of the ideas of powers are real. Oh, gotcha. And uh, he was like always, he was like, oh, I was always waiting to find someone. Then I see the news, you know, this uh, sole survivor unharmed. And so they kind of, throughout the movie, Bruce Willis is kind of realizing, you know what, I've never been sick. I've never been hurt before. Uh, like one time I almost drowned. So they kind of realize that, well, that's that's obviously your kryptonite is the water. Uh, um, anybody's kryptonite. Well, that's that's, the, but it makes him like weaker, like especially if he like ing- he ingested. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but it uh, fucks him that, up. Anybody, drowning, uh, drowning. Anybody does. You can't. Yeah, anybody. Duh, but you can't breathe water. That, that's the only way you can hurt him. Oh goddamn! Oh, like that makes his skin vulnerable or something if he's. He's like weakened I, by it, kind of. I I don't know. They don't get into that. It's just that it makes him weak. Like every time he uh, falls in a pool or under like a like a tarp in the original one. It rains. That's fine. It's if he it's it's that, the same way you and I would die on water. But that's like oh. the only thing that can get him. Oh okay. Um, but then you know, fast forward to the end of the movie. Oh, he also has this power. Where if he can touch if he touches somebody he can see if they're like bad and he look at the image or a vision of some bad shit that they've done, and so like he touches one guy at like a bus station and he gets a flash of him going into someone's house and like killing the dad and kidna- and like tying up the other people in the house, so he follows him there and you know frees the people and chokes him out and that's kind of where he's like, I guess I'm a fucking hero or whatever. Oh wow. Uh, he goes to Sam Jackson's comic shop to talk, and Sam Jackson's like, I have this newspaper. It looks like you're believing now. And so he's like, it's time for us to shake hands. So they shake hands, and then uh, throughout the whole movie, they're talking about, I saw the news, the this plane explosion, this ha- this building on fire, no survivors, and then this train derails, and you survive. So he shakes his hand, and he gets images of, Oh, Elijah was at this airport and a plane blew up. Elijah was talking to this guy who worked at this ho- at this building who said that if the first, second, or third floors ever caught fire, the whole building would burn. And then an image of him walking off a train before it left. So it's like uh, Elijah was setting all of these accidents up to try and find someone like Bruce Willis. Jesus. And so that's probably, that might like never. <clears throat> what? It might like never work though. What if it just never well, yeah, happens? That's well that's what you just keep doing. He was desperate. He was like uh so he's like, now that we know who you are, I know who I am. And then he starts spouting some comic book stuff. He's like, You know who the villain's going to be or the arch enemy's going to be? It's the exact opposite of the hero. Because he's unbreakable and his bones suck. And so that's basically the end of Unbreakable. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It doesn't have to be opposites. It just a lot of times it is. Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, Aquaman's enemy isn't Sunman. Like he can't dry. You know what I mean? No, but it's he. It's Black Manta, right? Yeah. Yeah, black and white. Uh, he's the Polynesian what? now. Did they change? It? Yeah, that's yeah, but that's just that's new. But originally. Uh, so Split uh, comes out. Uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, Split comes out, and then 
uh, it has no ties to the Unbreakable until like the very end. But basically, James McAvoy's character was abused as a kid, and so to deal with it, his he developed a DID created personality or something. Right, dissociative something disorder, where he's got like twenty three different personalities that can kind of take Jesus. over whenever. Why did it need to be that many though? He couldn't have just made like one or two. Uh, <laughs> apparently not. About the course of Split, I think mm. we see seven of them. Oh, they don't see all of them? No, there's there's a main couple that are in most of it. Like, Hedwig, who's nine, Patricia, who's a woman, obviously, and Dennis, who's like, kind of the muscle. So they're the main, they're, they're Hed- called the Horde. Oh, uh, Hedwig, though, you said that that was his normal... No, name, right? He- Hedwig is, the, is a kid. Uh, his, like... His his actual name is Kevin Wendell Crumb. Oh, Kevin. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, but we don't ever see Kevin until the end of the movie. Oh. All right, got a hyena over there. Um. So yeah, in Split, he kidnaps like three chicks. The main chick is played by Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, they keep talking about oh, the beast is coming and. You're the sacred food, and, you know, the Horde is basically a certain number of personalities that believe in the Beast. Not all of its personalities believe in the Beast, but the ones that do are called the Horde. Uh, flash forward, end of the movie, the Beast is fucking real. Um, he starts climbing a wall, he starts fucking shit up, he squeezes someone to death because he's super strong. Um... He's about to kill Anya Taylor-Joy, but then he sees that she got all these cuts all over her body. And so he basically is like, oh, you are broken. You are pure. You know pain. And then he basically fucks off and lets her go. Because this thing is, uh, the, um, the impure are those who have not gone through suffering. So, because he went through trauma. So people who aren't broken like him, he sees as impure. And that's the beast's motivation. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the movie ends, and then we get that diner scene that I talked about. Okay, 14 minutes in, we can talk about glass. Uh, the very beginning, the very beginning of the movie, um, the beast is out, and all the person, then the horde is out. Just call him the horde. The horde is out. Um, David Dunn, Bruce Willis is looking for him. Uh, him and his son are looking for him. They're kind of mapping it like, oh, ch- girls are taken from here, here, and here. It's this area. Probably is in a place that has easy access, easy to hide. So there are these factories over here. You might want to check that out. Basically, he checks it out. He sees him. He walks past him. He touches him. And he gets the visions like, oh, well, that's our fucking guy. So they have this big fight, like right in the beginning. And uh, they end up outside. But then they're ambushed by a bunch of cops. And this doctor, this chick doctor who's in the commercials. Uh, and they get taken to a psychiatric facility. Which is all in the trailers and whatnot. So by the way, spoilers. Yeah. Also, dude, that, that, that's, Sarah, that's Sarah Paulson from uh, Sarah Paulson. American Horror Story. Yes. She plays Ellie... Something? <laughs> Ellie something. Yeah, I can't remember her last name. It doesn't matter. She's the, doc- the doctor, the lady. <clears throat> um, so a good chunk of the movie takes place in this facility. 
where all three of them are being now being held. And she's like a chick who she specializes in people who have a delusion that makes them think that they're like, you know, gifted and stuff. And she, the whole time she's trying to convince them that they're not. That everything that they've experienced can be logically explained. And they give like logical explanations like to the Patricia personality is like, well, how do you explain, you know, the walls and how does he have the ability to climb and scale these things? And she was like, uh, Kevin's computer, we had found numerous articles about rock climbing, written by rock climbing experts and videos. And she's like, very gifted rock climbers have been able to scale actual walls. And so it's kind of explaining all these little cracks in what the explanations are. Um, that doesn't make sense. How can you climb a flat surface? I don't know. I think I've seen something like that. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, she's trying to explain, and they kind of start to, the horde. Um, same with Bruce Willis. They're like, kind of, well, fucking maybe. Um, but then Do Sam but Jackson... how Bruce Willis doesn't get sick and all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I you just say, oh, you have a, a very strong immune system, or I don't know. You got lucky. Who knows? <laughs> or you're just not remembering. Well, they have that one incident where he was a kid and he had almost drowned. Yeah. Because, again, the water deal. So they always go back to that. We're like, you know, you're not, you know, you drown like just like anybody. Uh, so for like the first, like 40 minutes, Sam Jackson doesn't even utter a word because he's kind of like under heavy sedation. Um, Hi, he's not a threat. I mean, he does, he does not like you can physically well, he was basically, overpower somebody. It's because he was too smart. Because when he was the first couple of weeks, they were saying the first couple of weeks he was there, he saw a blueprint like once and memorized it and was able to um, uh, cause a power surge in the like entire the building to try and get oh, out. Jesus. So they started, you know, keeping him sedated. Because that's his thing is that he's the mastermind. He's the you know the brilliant one. True. Um. See here. So yeah, a lot of stuff happens. He he eventually breaks out of his room, uh, Sam Jackson does, and goes to the horde, and he's talking to them about how, you know, don't listen to these people. You know, you're. I can tell you're special, and I would like to meet the beast and whatnot. And if it's like if you let me meet the beast, then I'll get all of us out of here. <sighs> and so yeah, it's because no. he just wants to break out. <laughs> right. His constant thing though has been sh trying to show the world that people like them exist. That's his big yeah, deal. Yeah, I remember. So that's still his motivation, like twenty that years is later. Totally, his motivation <laughs> still because he never got to do Jesus. it. Never got to do it. Um. So fast forward. Um. They eventually break out. Sam Jackson breaks out the horde, and he gets on like the speaker to talk to Bruce Willis, who's in his room, and he's basically saying, you know. You know, we're we're breaking out of here, and, like, I've turned off the... They have, like, water, like, faucets, like, all around him in his room that if he tried to get out, that they would just start drenching him with water. That's so he's like, weird. I, I, I yeah. I gotta see this movie. You'd have to see it. Like, I turn... And he's like, I turned off the water in your room, David. Like, so the only thing between you and me is that metal door. But, of course, metal door break bones, unless, of course, you believe again or whatever. Uh, so he's like... I've never seen that in the commercials. That's when he, like, yeah. kicked the door off, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like come this new throughout the whole movie they're like oh this building in in the oh what's the what the the Okaka the Okada Osaka oh, Osaka Tower they were opening up in Philly 
Which is where oh, they are. Okay. So it's like, come meet us here. All the cameras and the whole city will be there live, and that's where we're going to show the world that we exist. So that's what we'll be. And it's like, and if you don't show, there's like a chemical facility in that building, and I'm going to blow that shit up if you don't come. So, like, what's it going to be? So threatening him's like, his, his main thing is still trying to get David to embrace his abilities, which is like the whole thing in the yeah. first movie. Um... They eventually all get out, you know, they're all out in the front, and they have this, and this is like, so this is the second big fight with uh, Bruce Willis and James McAvoy. It's really cool. They're throwing each other into, like, trucks and shit, and the trucks are, like, you know, almost flipping over because of it. Um, I didn't think about how much I wanted, I wanted to describe it. I'll just get, I'll just get basically to... The big there's not there's not much of a Shyamalan twist in here, but there is a no, not no not really. I think it's because actually, no not really. Um, but see you know what Get, uh, getting known for that means you have to try and force that in every movie and sometimes yeah. it just like doesn't work. So I'm glad he learned to stop. Yeah, it, nothing as crazy as like oh my god Bruce Willis is dead. It's just normal movie revelation stuff like oh my you know yeah. like that kind of shit. Um. Bruce Willis' son, like, runs out and he kind of gets between his dad and uh, Horde, and he's basically just telling him, uh, it's like, in, in Split, it's like, oh, my dad went on a got on a train and left me alone and never came back to be with my mom who beat me and abused me. But the revelation was that his dad didn't leave and never come back. His dad was on the train that Bruce Willis was on and that, that Mr. Glass destroyed. And so, uh, the horde fucked up Glass. He basically grabbed his shoulder and fucked it up and then hit him in the chest. Um, and then went back to, you know, fighting Bruce Willis. And then at some point, all these tactical guys come in. Yeah. And and uh, they get Ani Taylor-Joy to come in and she's talking to the Beast and trying to calm him down. The, the trigger for him is if you say the name Kevin Wendelcrum, it kind of forces him to come out and Oh, what really? they as what they yeah what they describe is take the light that means the personality takes over, so it's a constant fight to take uh, the light. So Kevin takes the light, um, because she's kind of she kind of likes him sort of because he kind of helped her be brave enough to report her uncle who was sexually abusing her. That was kind of how she was so fucked up in that movie. Mm. And she Which had been living split? with him for years. Yeah, Annie Taylor Joy's character. Oh okay. She had been living with him for years. Yeah, um, she was in The Witch. If you, I don't think you've seen that either, but nope. <sighs> God damn it. Okay. Um, so she calms him down, and then a fucking sniper shoot shoots him right in the gut. Oh shit. Yeah, and then they had been fighting in a water tank that was connected to Bruce Willis's room, and that eventually broke open, and uh, the water that spilled out filled up like a big um, pothole. That they showed specifically, so I'm like, oh no. Um, and so, so Bruce Willis is already like weak, crawling on the ground because of the water. So a fucking tactical dude just comes up and just grabs him and fucking shoves his face in the in the pothole to try to drown him. Oh fuck! And he's got like this tactical. He did like, wrong though. I will. Here's he's the, the thing. He's helping. Here's like here's the twist, quote unquote, of this movie. The tactical guy had like a it's like a clover tattoo on his wrist, and then the doctor chick comes over. 
I was like, did I even slightly convince you that you're not like special? Did it ever, did any of that work? Um, and she was saying that, you know, we're, we're not, we don't view ourselves as an evil group. We don't take sides. It's basically saying that when people come out and believe fully that they are this way and won't, you know, kind of ignore it, that we have to take action. We have to keep the status quo. People, we have to be normal. And so she has a tattoo too. So that fucking, they basically uh, drown Bruce Willis. So he's dead. Bruce Willis is dead. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, the fuck, the horde is dead. Um, oh, because of the shot in the gut? Yeah, he's, he, he's bleeding out talking to the girl. Uh, but he's kind of oh, like, fuck. like I'm kind of relieved and that all this is over, because he's been killing chi uh, girls to eating them. Basically, the beast is like fit, literally Jesus. eating them. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And so the doctor goes over to Sam Jackson, who's also pretty much dying on the ground because he got his fucking chest caved in. Um. Says so like, take solace in the fact that you know you were right that you are special, and he dies. So all three of them, all three of them die. Right there, in, and all in front of the psych ward. So, um, so then it so cuts to... they didn't even to, make it to that tower he was, he was talking about? No, they never even got out of the front of the psych ward. Jesus. So, um, the doctor is in, like, a comic shop. She's kind of just looking through comics because... Something that Mr. Glass says, so she's kind of looking at stuff. Uh, and two people were like, oh, check out this book. This is like the mastermind. You know, he never tells you the real plan, ever. It's always left at the end. And then she's kind of standing there going like, oh, wait a minute. And so she goes back to the psych ward. Because early on in the movie, they, because they know that he had gotten, uh, Sam Jackson had just kind of left his room. So they put in like, she's like a hundred cameras. They're in every room, every hallway, all on the outside of the building. And so she goes back to the psych ward. It's like, did we... Were all of these videos deleted, these recordings? And they're like, uh, yeah. And she was saying, can can we check if any of them were downloaded? And so tech guy's on the thing, and he goes, wait, I don't understand. It looks like all the feeds were being live-streamed to a private site. So oh, then it, shit. Yeah, then we see... So there's like the three main characters, but then there's also three more main characters, one of each, like from each movie. So Mr. Glass's mom... Um, the girl, Anya Taylor-Joy from Split, and Bruce Willis's son from Unbreakable. So they all get these emails with all of this footage and, like, a voice message from Mr. Glass that, you know, it's time for them all to see that, you know, we exist. So basically, they're all, they all, all three of them meet up, and they're sitting in, like, a kind of, like, central hubs, like a bus station. They're all sitting together, and they're kind of like, how long has it been since we put it out there? like two hours then everyone on their phone starts getting all these alerts and the news is talking about all this footage from in front of a uh, mental patients and it's showing their fight so basically this group that kills these people who realize they have abilities all of the world now knows that they're real oh fuck so he finally his, did what he was always his, wanting his, his ultimate plan was a suicide mission because his his belief is now, if people believe, then more people more people like them will be created. Because it's all about like believing in yourself is kind of like the message. Hmm. 
Uh, yes, and then finish the end of Glass. Wow. Yeah. I think I read somewhere he he only intended it to be a trilogy, so it's not like there's going to be more. Yeah, no. It's but, not. Oh, but man, that's crazy. Yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> oh, gay. Uh, I'm depressed. Uh, Time to do a depression uh, cast. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, oh fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what do you, uh, give this movie? Uh, you know I didn't <laughs> see it. But it sounds really good. Like, I was so already I interested in Split. So, like, I, I, in the commercials, I wanted to see the fuck out of this. I mean, I still They're do. They're all good. Uh, so, for some reason, this movie was... This re- movie was really divisive. I think maybe the ending... I think it's kind of like you either really like it or you didn't. But I don't know. I felt like the ending. I, I guess maybe the way that I mean, it, this group came in and just it, fucking murdered all three of them. Well, maybe. But I mean, if you want to think about it, like technically that group's been around the whole time. They maybe, might just yeah. be introduced in this third movie, but they've been around if that's what their mission is. You know, the doctor specifically said like ten thousand years it's been this way, and we have to keep it this way. This is the safest, you know, whatever. Yeah, see, so that means they've been around since the first movie, just they weren't introduced yet, so I mean, you can't yeah. be mad at, at that. There's a scene, like, after they all die, and she goes into this restaurant, everyone shuts up, and everyone in there has that tattoo, and she's basically saying, um, all three were real. Um, like, I tried to convince them uh, as the best way. Like, we don't want to kill anyone, we don't want to hurt anyone, so we try our best to put disguise it and explain it away as a mental thing, and, you know, do it and cure it that way. But because because Mr. Glass is too goddamn smart and broke them all out, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really liked it. I I think this is like one of the, one of those trilogies that's just really good all the way around. Like Back to the Future? The whole thing that people, I think a lot of people too are expecting this big superhero showdown, like a Marvel movie, like tons of action. Probably. And you have two main action pieces, like in the beginning and then in the end, but the main chunk of the uh, two hour, ten minute runtime, it's all, you know, character stuff. Like all, all three of them have been the same way, so I don't know why people were expecting different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. he tried action once, and The Last Airbender was not good. Uh, no. I'd never seen it, and I could just tell it was not good. I haven't seen most of his movies. Uh, signs is the last straw. <laughs> last straw? Why? The Signs was I good. Just, mm, I, couldn't, I couldn't get over how stupid it. it was. The fucking, like, uh... The water. What's they're literally, water? I don't know. Lady they're the literally water. running around in That's water. water weakness. Ugh. It's like uh, we talked about this before, but yeah, um, the happening the happening was so good though. Uh, what? No, that movie was yeah, that movie was so awful. <laughs> I feel so bad for Mark Wahlberg because it's not his fault, but he was <sighs> god awful in that. That old uh, that old lady from the happening is in um, Split. She's his therapist. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's good in that though. Um, the visit was really fucking good, though. Holy shit! I, I, that's the one I need to go and watch. I've not seen that yet. I thought you saw the visit. No. 
Uh, I need to go. I need to go watch it. Such, I want to. I want to talk about it. It's so good. <sighs> I'll see that soon. Ugh, fuck. All right, because there's something I want to say, but it's at the end, so like I don't want to. <laughs> well, of course it's at the end. I don't give it away. I've probably heard that at the end somewhere, but I've already forgot, so I'm just gonna keep it that way. But um, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna give this film two thumbs up. Oh wow. I liked the, I liked the characters a lot. James McAvoy again got to shine, and I think in this one we got to see like 13 different personalities, and he's like flipping between them. Like super fast because they show this thing where this flash of light makes you switch personalities. So he's constantly like getting flashed and just flipping oh. back and forth. That's cool. And That's a good actor right there. And he yeah he got really shit instantly. And you you could tell who the different personalities were just by the way he. He is physically acted and just little mannerisms. So that's pretty cool that you can, mm. before he even starts talking, he's like, oh, he's Patricia now. Oh, he's Dennis now. Oh, he's Hedwig or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And Bruce Willis, act, it's, this is the first time I think that Bruce Willis has actually cared or tried in a long time. Well, I probably Death Wish was like the last straw. He's like, you know what? I need to get a little better. <laughs> uh, I was probably so happy when. They were doing split, and he's like, "Hey, uh, can you come in for this?" He's like, "Oh, fucking finally, something I want to do." Oh, God, fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, you so be kind, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, this. So this weekend, um, I saw Glass in another movie in the same day, within an hour of each other. Yeah. Which that'll be a different episode. Yeah, that'll be the next don't, one. Don't spoil it. No, no, no. I was. That's, that was my teeth. That was it. Oh, okay, good. They have to yeah. follow our feed and see the episodes. See our awesome movie out. posters that we have. Well, I mean, uh, no, it's pretty good. I don't like. I don't like. No, I don't like how I'm portrayed in some of them. I don't know why. You're literally the main the main person of the movie. Uh, no, mm-hmm. not really. He, the character that you are on that poster, is has some of the cool stuff in this movie. Uh, you make me the weakest character, so uh, kind of. You're literally though. the cause of everything. <laughs> but I'm also literally physically you're the, the weakest. You're the only. You're the only winner at the end. Uh, they all die, so no. But he 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 knew what he was doing though. He knew he was gonna die. Uh, he won. Rather, uh, rather it's... be Bruce Willis, but nope. <sighs> all right, everyone. We'll see you at the movies.